Hello, welcome to the Young'uns Podcast. My name is David Eagle from the Four Group, the Young'uns. Now, you might be wondering why I'm whispering the introduction to this week's Young'uns Podcast. I'm whispering because we got a tweet from Anne, who listens to the Young'uns Podcast, and who says that the Young'uns Podcast is louder than the other things that she listens to. BBC Radio 3, classical music, that kind of thing. She's very sophisticated, and every single time she listens to the Young'uns Podcast, it makes her jump out of her skin. And far be it from me to ever wantonly detach a person's flesh from their skeletal structure. I mean, that is something actually that I try to avoid as a rule. So I tweeted back and I said that I would whisper the introduction to the Young'uns podcast in the hope that it would give her time to adjust the volume accordingly. Now, I don't think I can do this every single week. I think it might be a bit weird. So from now on, Anne, you're on your own. But hopefully this has helped on this occasion. Hopefully you've turned your volume down and we can start this week's Young'uns podcast. <clears throat> right, let's begin. Youngin's podcast. Previously on the Youngin's podcast. I wouldn't have done it. Sorry. Right, let's do it again. I'm just saying, now all we're going to do is we're going to ask for replacements from the audience. There's <laughs> <laughs> 91! Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, oh, yes. What? Like an elaborate Archbishop striptease. <laughs> We've got the video on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's on a private channel. Pay us a tenner, we'll send you the link. <laughs> we got a great shot, didn't we? Didn't we, Michael? We call that shot underneath the arches. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Youngins Podcast. How are you? Yeah? Alright. Alright, I don't want your life story. I just, you know, someone's needy. Welcome to the Youngins Podcast. This week it's Eclipse Columpalump. Oh, I've done it again. Eclipse Compilation. I should have been practicing that. Take the podcast seriously. But it is Eclipse Compilation taken from our various gigs as we've traversed this country. Confusion reigns in this week's Youngins Podcast. While I am taken aback by an overly familiar lady and I accidentally wed another woman in her 80s. An audience member is given a complimentary sex change operation during one of our gigs. Also, the Unthanks take part in the Youngins Roadshow from South Petherton, Somerset area. And the folk group Artisan share some accent anecdotes. The Youngins transform into Cyclopses, a piano gets inserted into an orifice, and we are grilled by an infant tabloid journalist. And I, David Eagle. Discover the true price of fame. All that and more coming up on this week's Youngins Podcast, entitled Scratch and Sniff. And we dedicate this week's Youngins Podcast to all the people who we have stayed with over our time doing these gigs. We've stayed with some lovely people. We've stayed with some very interesting people who've put us up after gigs and between gigs. And often we talk about them on the Youngins Podcast. Uh, some of the more interesting people, including the palm reader who predicted that Michael would be dead by the time he's 40. But recently we stayed with a lovely lady in her late 80s. But this particular arrangement did cause quite a bit of confusion, as this clip will impart. 
Sue for putting us up. Uh, she's inside. She's there. There she is. Now, I, I don't want to speak out of turn you Sue, but it was a bit interesting for Sue and I to communicate because Sue's uh, a bit deaf and I obviously am blind. And so we had a very odd sort of communication. Uh, we had like a, an hour-long conversation, but essentially it comprised of three sentences, I think, essentially. <laughs> And I couldn't hear what she was saying, obviously I couldn't lip read, it was, it was very awkward. Turns out we've got married. Uh, <laughs> really awesome. Okay. Anyway. So then. Oh dear. Any, uh, any requests for anybody before our last song? Is it last song, is it? Any requests, people? Living in Northern Town. Living in Northern Town. We could do that. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, that's What's the what? Ben, the Polish one. <coughs> Polish one? Oh, yes, somebody requested oh, that. Oh, he said the French one. It's French. Yeah, he says the Polish one, he means the French one. Yeah. He's a bit of a language. language yeah, yeah. Yeah. He said he learned it in Polish. My goodness, imagine yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, imagine yeah. me, you and Sue having a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to marry him, do you? <laughs> I'm trying to save you here, Sue. Come on. I'm trying to shave up. What? Uh, anyway, right then. Um, yes, so we do. Uh, let's do the French one. We'll do the French one, shall we? Uh, yeah. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> this is a French. Oh. oh. <laughs> Hang on, sorry, we've got to go. That's the last possible. Right. There we go. There we go. Now, it's interesting that a car horn should go off in that gig. Because a couple of years ago, we'd done a really good gig, and as we were coming off the stage, it was quite noisy because they're the rapturous applause, obviously. Sean said, Good gig, enthusiastically. But because of the noise, for some strange reason, I thought he said beep beep. So I sort of looked at him and said, What? Beep beep. After that, whenever we'd done a really good gig, we used to say beep beep. So I like to think that that was the gods. That was like a sign from beyond that it was a really good gig. Because. It was right at the end of the gig, and someone's car horn went off. Twice. Not three times, not once, but twice. Beep, beep. Clearly a beep, beep. This is a French. So I like to think of that is a sign from the beyond. That's the gods saying, good gig, letting us know that we're doing a good job. Yeah, can't, I mean, explain that away. Explain it away, scientists, you atheists. How could it have happened any other way? Why, why? How could it possibly have happened any other way? You're telling me it's just a coincidence that a car horn beeped twice in the middle of a gig? I know, alright, so yeah, fair enough, we've done 300 gigs since the time that we first said beep beep to each other. Yeah, you could argue that it probably is just a coincidence, but then that suggests that God, you know, he's got quite a lot to do, you know, he's got an entire world to oversee. You have to suggest that God, every single gig, would have to go beep beep, he'd have to get someone to sound their car horn. I think that's a little bit needy, atheists. I think that's a little bit needy, scientists, quite frankly. I think you've got to have faith. Expecting anything more than that, I mean, I know God's meant to be omnipotent, so technically you could argue he could do it every single gig, but even an omnipotent God, he's got, like, millions of destinations to go to, millions of so-called coincidences to try and instigate. I think one in 300 gigs for a car horn to beep twice is pretty, uh, is pretty good, so I've got faith now. I, I'm a believer in God because of that episode, and I challenge any atheists and all you pragmatists, you scientists, you Dawkins people, you god delusionists. I'll argue with you to the hilt. Thank you very much. Cheers. 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 Talk about, I mean, room temperature is supposed to be good for the people. This is like so temperature. <laughs> <laughs> 
I knew this would happen. You would just walk around and look, he starts complaining about the <laughs> Oh, he's been a real diva since that, you know. That's it, won't be coming to Didcot again. <laughs> You've blotted your copy book, whatever that means. You've done it. Blotted your copy book. Turn, isn't it? Yeah, from the early 40s. Longer than that. Anyway, welcome to Call My Bluff, ladies and gentlemen. We're in the second half. It's one of our songs, it's called The Battle of Stockton. The Battle of Stockton was something that we were completely unaware of until a couple of years ago when it was featured on a, a Radio 4. Uh, she loves the interaction, doesn't she? Now, I have to warn you, actually, in this podcast that there will be lots of mentions in these clips to the fact that we won the BBC Radio 2 Fork Award for Best Group. Now, the reason for this isn't because I've suddenly become really arrogant. He's got really cocky since he realised he's got God on his side, since he had that sign with a car horn. Now he knows he's got God on his side. He's been really cocky mentioning the Fork Awards. Well, that was an act of God as well, was it, David? It's just that a lot of these clips are taken from our tour in April when we just won the award. And we'll be mentioning the Fork Award in this clip because it is taken from the gig just a couple of days after we won the award at our album launch at the Sage in Gateshead. And here's a little clip from that gig at the Sage right now. It was lovely to have the Rachel Aim our band opening for us, wasn't it? We've, uh... How are you? Well, I feel... <laughs> I, I apparently look like one of the Wilsons. Thank you very much. Um, um, it's oh. Thank you, Mother. If you listen to the, uh, the, the Fork Awards speech, when we get up, the first person to speak is Sean's dad. He just shouts, drunkenly shouts, Get on with it! <laughs> In fact, he spoke more than you did, Michael. There'll be some people tonight who just heard us on the radio and surprised that the three of us. And when they saw it, it was disappointed as well. Although some people might have thought that we had a special celebrity when, if you've not seen us before, and when you saw Michael, because uh, Michael, someone came up to Michael and said, "You look." Like a bespectacled chatty man. Is it Alan Carr? Now, before I go any further, someone pointed out that Alan Carr wears spectacles. I don't know why she had to point out a bespectacled Alan Carr, but anyway. So, anyway, but then, yeah, it was just quite a strange thing, so I don't know if anybody else has noticed that. Mark, you've been referred to as Marcus Brickstock. Oh, a few times. I'm trying to shake that image. Yeah. I'd take either one of those over Wilson, to be honest. <laughs> anyway. So we'll do a shutdown. We didn't explain why the however bit, did we? I said, we look, we're doing the Rachel Haymark band, however. And the reason for that is because, as well as mentioned the Wilsons, the idea was we were going to do all of the tracks from our new album tonight. 
But they've already done one of them. <laughs> you might even well, so we won't do that. If you, if you came in late, they did a version of Baron of Hell, which we were also going to do. Right. Um, <laughs> We don't roll it up. Oh, what? That's a good one. Yeah. We roll it up. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Isn't it? That's a good one. It's going to be a long five weeks, this. <laughs> oh, we didn't tell you there was a lock in. Uh, <laughs> right. Roll it up. Blop. Yeah. Blop. Yeah. We just made a load of noises. I don't even know. We were at the Sage in Gateshead recently for a BBC Radio 3 programme called The Choir. Uh, it was broadcast on Sunday. If you just do a search for it on the iPlayer at the time of recording this and the time of it going out, it is still available on the iPlayer. So if you're interested in The Choir on BBC Radio 3, we were on there. Here's a clip from our gig at Shrewsbury Folk Festival this year. We found out that we've got loads of, of young fans now, which is incredible. Um, and last week we were at Four Peace Festival in Suffolk, which where the patrons of it's a wonderful festival. If you're not being, you should you should get yourself there next year. But we did our final spot, and we had children all sat in the front row, all around the edges of the stage, and they were joining in with every single line of the songs. It was fantastic. Even when Dave does his, uh, you know, Dave's lovely cup of tea song from the point of view of an English Defence League member. All the kids were going, I was planning on kicking your head in, mate. <laughs> Surprising for an Asian. What does that mean, Dad? Uh, anyway, we're getting very self-referential here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, I was recently accosted, uh, coming out of a shop a, a week ago, by a mother and uh, two kids, who kept bounding up to really excited. It's David, isn't it? I said, yeah, it's from the young'uns, and the kids were really excited. I thought, this is, this is lovely. So I thought, oh, I'll, I'll walk with them and have a bit of a chat. So I was walking with with bag of shopping, and there was a watermelon in the bottom, and the bag started to split. And I thought, well, yeah, I'll just stop here. It's a nice little dog. So I had a lovely conversation with them, and then I left, and then I realised I'd gone in completely the wrong direction. I had no idea where to go. And my bag started splitting, and the watermelon was like seeking out all of the groceries and got all the best. So in the end, I had to ring up the taxi. So people say, What is the price of fame? I can tell you, it's a five pound taxi phone, and it's a bruised watermelon. There you go. Did you too many times? I'll keep going. All right. Not the other day. I thought you think I'm Well, a funny thing did happen to me the other day. I was heading down my street in Sheffield, where I live, hence my sh- my street, just in case you thought I owned a street. No, when I say my street, I mean the street that I live. I haven't started buying out land. You really are getting arrogant, David. You constant mentions of the BBC Radio 2 folk awards. You think you've got a hotline to God? You're buying up land? No, it's the street where I live. That's what I meant by my street. And I was walking down it when all of a sudden this woman shrieked, Oh my God! It's the, it's one of the young'uns. It's David from the young'uns. This is unbelievable. This is absolutely unbelievable. She was really enthusiastic. I was on your website the other day. Uh, we booked to see you at Christmas. Oh, this is this is fantastic. This has made my day. This is brilliant. So we had a bit of a chat, and she was a lovely woman. And then uh, we went our separate ways. Except we didn't go our separate ways. Because she was walking in the same direction as me. Now, I hadn't 
expected her to be doing this because there's no real reason for anyone to be walking in that direction bearing in mind that i live at the end of a street more or less which has a dead end so there's no real reason for anybody to go in that direction but then it soon became apparent when i turned around and she was going the same way and we both went oh which way are you going and i said i'm going in this house here and she said oh i'm going in this house over here and it was a couple of doors down and i said oh are you visiting someone she says no i, I live here <laughs> she's like my god one of the youngins living in my street. This is absolutely unbelievable. My husband is going to be over the moon. He's a massive fan. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I thought, I hope she's just a nice, excited, sort of enthusiastic woman. I could potentially have moved in near a stalker. But she was nice. She was nice. But I was just suddenly thinking how awkward the situation could have been if she was a little bit kind of more over the top than she was. Right then, a few months ago, we did a gig in South Petherton near Somerset. And here's some clips from it. Fast songs in the verse, huh? That's okay. Well, then what do we do with it? Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to do it at some point. I'm just thinking of the order. <laughs> We've never thought about the order in the past. <laughs> in fairness, we're hardly thinking about the order now. All we're doing is starting from one song to the next. It's not really. Oh, yeah, since we won the folk, we're already getting professional now, aren't we? We're, we're actually starting to think of the songs ten seconds before we sing them. There we go. What have we become? We've sold out. <laughs> yeah, we can do that if you want. <laughs> one, two, three. Uh, Sergeant James out one. It's often because you talk so fast. I was just getting my breath. You were going. Mm, on a one, two, three, one. so fast you need to get your breath. No, no, no. But all the time I was talking, you could have been breathing. <laughs> we don't have to do much, mate. No. Drive the van, look pretty, and breathe. I mean, that's all you have to do. Right. I just the rest. That look pretty thing, mate, after what we've just said about the... Uh... If the ladies are a bit concerned, I am single and straight, so don't worry. <laughs> Hang on. That just sounded so just desperate. <laughs> Look, ladies, I'm here. I'm single. I'm straight. Here we go. Come forward. Well, you don't know what the raffle prize is. <laughs> right. We shouldn't bought a ticket. Hell, right. Anyway, have you, have you got your breath? Take a big breath. There you go. Right. One, two, one, two, three. As I drink that one evening, dancing the oldest boots I all to the rhythm of Tom Page Balls. There's a little bit of a problem, and that is, uh, the more successful we get, I think because we're getting a bit more successful now, we're doing a lot more sort of plush venues, and all the stages have carpets, which isn't very good because you know I like to stamp my feet, and I like a nice wooden surface. It's just a bit, bit of an anticlimax. So I know there are a lot of people who came here, especially hoping for you know to hear my stamping, and it's been very disappointing. I'm not sure if they could do money back, but uh, the people might be Anyway. Oh. I'll be worried I bet you down and you all start laughing. <laughs>
Well, we head back to South Petherton a little bit later on, but first, let's head to Chester Folk Festival. And the first clip comes from one of our afternoon gigs at Chester Folk Festival, a Meet the Young'uns event, where people get to ask us questions. By which I mean questions about us, generally. How did you get together? That kind of thing. Rather than just random mathematical conundrums posed to us. Oh, this is an interesting one for you. If X equals Y plus 3, it's not that kind of thing, it's just people ask us about us. And uh, at the event was a particularly enthusiastic child who uh, I think fancies himself as a bit of a tabloid journalist, given some of the questions that he asked. We'll start with that, and then we'll move on to some other clips from Chester Folk Festival. Who's got the sh shortest temper? i <laughs> 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 You've not seen me lose my temper all... I don't uh, I you know I've I I just keep things in check, that's all I have to <laughs> really. so, There you go. What would you have would you have made an assumption on that? Would you have who would you have thought of the shortest temper? Um probably you. <laughs> How dare you! Daily Ruben's got his hand up again. Oh! <laughs> right Come on, Ruben. Which two argue the most? <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna work for like the Daily Mail or something. <laughs> <laughs> really, what a salaciousness! It's actually phone already. Wait till turn it's David and Michael. Sean just sits out the way, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're more sophisticated. I only argue with private. Yeah. Ruben <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eagle is gonna play the piano. Um, we never usually travel with one, it's usually a pain in the backside to be honest, just carrying it about. That's not the way to carry it. That's why they'd never let you do the paper round when you were younger. I'm still thinking of Thomas Hughes and his bottle. Uh, yeah. Oh. yeah, you are I, too, thank you. Exactly. Well, yes, many people have said the finest song about a message in a bottle since the police. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's an accolade. Many people will be falling, the police will be trying that joke again. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Nothing. No, 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 what was wrong with what I just said? Yeah. What? Come on, what's wrong with that? That was a good joke. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Right. <laughs> do apologise, everyone. Shall we try this again? We don't, we don't actually talk and we're not gigging, so this is the only chance we have for a conversation. <laughs> I mean, Sean's been in hospital because of his novel way to lifting. We've talked about that, but anyway. Oh, you see what you've done? You see what you've done? If you'd just been in tune, it would have been all fine. Well, sir, I think so. Hang on, I just had a text that revoked our award. Right. Right, oh, there's a helicopter coming for you. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 
Moody Michael. Artisan, excellent folk group. The reason I'm talking about Artisan is because they joined us on stage at this year's Southall Festival, or Southwell Festival, in Nottingham. And it was a joint gig, by which I mean we performed a song, then they performed a song, and we chatted in between it. Here's a little clip from that gig, when I share an anecdote about a pub performer that I happened on in Sheffield, and then Artisan followed that with a little anecdote as well. To Southwell, or Subtle, we head. We haven't had a guest for quite some time, but we will get round to it. We've just got so many clips from gigs that we've still to wade through, but we will get guests on the podcast either before Christmas or more likely in the new year. Anyway, right now we head to another gig. I haven't labelled it properly. I'm not very good at labelling these clips, but I must remember. I think it's better if I do label where the clips are from, because otherwise I just have to say, he's a clip from somewhere. It doesn't sound really as good, does it? But never mind. I mean, are you really bothered? Does it really matter in the great scheme of things, does it? What? Well, you always were a difficult one to please. But then a few years later, William Cobbett, another English radical, sailed all the way to America, dug up his bones, 
and brought them back to England in hope that, that they would inspire revolution. And they never did, of course. And then no one really knows what, what became of the bones of Thomas Paine. Until now. <laughs> yes. So buy a CD, and if you're lucky, you might get uh, a bit of Tom Paine. <laughs> or we could have an auction, start the bidding, maybe get it for charity, or we'll start the bidding with uh, Tom Paine's fibula, maybe. Huh? <laughs> What is a fibula? I've no idea. It just sounds good, doesn't it? What's the fibula connected to? You have to go though. It's connected to the... I can't lie. You can't lie? No, not fibula. Didn't ask about your conscience. Ah, oh, fibula! And you see, give that lady a microphone. You are our resident heckler tonight. I don't think it's oh, a lady. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> nah, I'm blind, so that's my excuse there. Play that blind, lovely voice. Hey, but on the, I didn't... I found your voice very attractive, and if I hadn't been told, I could have been going home with you tonight. <laughs> You've ruined it now. You just You're ruined it. You just ran off. Yeah, you ruined it. Anyway. Ah. <laughs> Excellent. Oh dear. And I'm going to insult all of you individually. <laughs> We've been really looking forward to coming here. This is the, one of the, the best gigs of our year last year, wasn't it? Because uh, Chris does an absolutely fantastic job on the sound. Should we give him a round of applause? Oh. And Johnny on the lights, obviously. Johnny on the lights. Yes. I'm especially a fan of those lights, Johnny. Very good, sir. <laughs> Best of all. Thank Johnny. So. Uh, and, oh, al and also because uh, we've been telling a story about coming here for every time we sing a song of ours called Rosario, which we always uh, introduce as being this distant Argentinian tiny port and then we were in here last year and it was the first time we'd ever sang it and there was a guy in the front row said I was born there <laughs> is he in tonight is it oh, well, yeah. and you were a different person to the person you were not well, not the person you were last year <laughs> how have you changed as a person we're just going to do a little appraisal now uh, are you a different person sir sorry madam are you a different are you a different no I mean is that person different to the other person who was born in Rosario you weren't born. He was just being funny. Please evict that man. Please evict that man. Rule number one, never heckle a youngin's gig. That's what we've... Since he won the Folk Awards, sir, the rules have changed. No heckling allowed at gigs. Please <laughs> No, the man who was born there looked a bit like Christa Berg. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Or oh, is it Christa Burr? I don't know. It's Christa Burr, isn't it? Not Christa Berg. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. That's a discussion for another time. Uh, my goodness, we're ploughing through these clips at an unprecedented rate. Here's another clip from our gig at Snape in Suffolk. Just to let you know, there's a lady on the front row I've just clocked. Who's drawing us? Are you sure that's what she's doing? She's not just bored. She's <laughs> <laughs> just like doing colouring in or something. She's accidentally walked into the wrong building and she doesn't dare say it now. This isn't the art workshop. Yeah. Can we, uh, are we able to have a quick... Oh, it's a shame we've got a quick... Oh, dear, we're not embarrassing you, are we? Is that okay? I mean, I don't know how completion this is. Um, well, can I say why I'm so bothered about this? It's the other night in, uh, when we start this tour on the 24th of April in Markham, someone came up to me at the break and said, she said, you look like, what was it, David, you'd be speckled? You know, be speckled? No, I said it wasn't. She said, you look like a bespectacled Alan Carr. <laughs> so I told her she looked like Joe Brand. But anyway, 
But she was a bit drunk. I mean, isn't Alan Carr always bespectacled? Can I say what's what's brilliant? Unless she hasn't finished this drawing. Well, clearly not. What's brilliant about this is I've already got one eye. You've only got one eye. Uh, (laughs) It's almost like can everybody see that? Hang on a minute. Who's you done brilliant? Have you done have you done me yet? Yeah. Yeah, I won't I won't describe how I'll be Am I in there? Handsome. I mean am I in there though? Have I been drawn yet? Yes, yes, So right. you drew me first before. Excellent. Get your priorities right. And what she's done later on, what's brilliant about the, the later job, she's just done one dance to Tom Payne's bone, so obviously she's just done this drawing. Is, I think the one of, of me and you, Mr. Kelly, is really good, but yeah. what's happened this time is she swapped it so Dave's only got one eye. <laughs> what? Have you got a phone for Cyclopses? It's <laughs> <laughs> just it's like some old fantasy here. Can we so, give her a, a round of applause yeah. for you? Well, anybody else wants to maybe do some knitting for the second half, we'll have a look at that. <laughs> Welcome to the Young and Show and Tell. Lovely. We'll dedicate that song to uh, a lady in the audience tonight uh, who came up to me and uh, pulled me towards her essentially and said, <laughs> and said, uh, you'll recognise me by my smell. <laughs> Now, I know who you are now, but I, I don't quite get the reference. And I think the problem lies, and this is going to maybe sound a little bit arrogant, but the problem lies because, no, I just thought you smell a lot of women. No, 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 no. All I'm saying is that obviously, I think people sometimes forget, because we do this every night, we, we meet so many different people, and, and with that is like a story that's often connected with every single person. And sometimes I get things conflated or completely forget the story. So I have no idea why I would recognise this particular lady. Oh, God, give her another oh, smell. <laughs> we're trying to come up to the front, and uh, are you sure it was me that I should recognise? <laughs> Liz, Liz, what's the story? Certainly, would, certainly like, better than the woman you sniffed in Birmingham last night. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, dear. Uh, so, so I, I want to know, Liz, Liz what's the story? It why? was in Durham. In Durham? Yeah, yeah you smelled her in Durham. Oh, it's all coming back to me now. Oh. <laughs> By the moonlight, Durham. Oh, yes. What happened? In that moment. In that Shall we save it for the book, Liz? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't tell everyone. <coughs> Should we talk about it or not? Later. Later. All right. <laughs> Something to look forward to. She knows how to taste an audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, there we go. Right. What should we do? She's in the second row. The people in the front row are shaking with fear. Yeah. Ready for the scratch and sniff part of the evening? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. And our final clip is taken from our gig at South Petherton. We head back there right now, and you join us just after the interval as we return to the stage. Ah, also, yes. Oh. <coughs> We've got a backing track. <laughs> Oh, this is, this is, this is, this is lovely. What's the unsanks? Oh, turn that rubbish off, the unsanks. <laughs> yeah, the second half that we do is basically like a radio show. Uh, are you ready for the Union's Road Show, everybody? It's 
<laughs> Turn him off! Is it gone? There we are. Do you know, Michael, you told us it was, we, it was imperative that we went on now because we were running a bit over. Well, I just wanted to see you run. Yeah, no, you knew. See, this is the, it's, good to be, it's good to be popular because we've just sold loads of CDs and I had a lovely chat to people, but the price of popularity uh, means that I didn't get a chance to go to the toilet, so it could be an interesting <laughs> second half. I'll tell you what, put the unthanks back on, I'll see you. <laughs> right, okay. Ah, a drink. I haven't had a chance to do anything. Yeah, a drink's a good idea if you need to yeah, do Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I just haven't had a chance to do anything. Right. Uh, Did you all have a nice break? Yes. That's just one of my fillers. Uh, very good, Michael. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, are we ready? Yeah. <laughs> now we are ready. Should we do that again? It wasn't very good now. Let's do it again. Now we are ready. Now we are ready. Much better. Thank you. Now we are ready to head for the hole. To be rollicking, ranting, chanting. We're coming back to Bridgewater next year. We've got a special Christmas show. It's called We Three Sings. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're coming to Bridgewater Arts Centre. No, no, no. We're coming to Shafcoom. Shafcoom. Oh, sorry. Oh, Not one of the Shafcoom. Shafcoom, yeah. And then, oh, oh, we had a lovely time the last time we did Shafcoom. Actually, the first time we did Shafcoom. Because, for those people who don't know, it's this lovely village. And it's quite a small village as well, isn't it? Yeah. But the whole, and the, more or less the entire village, Come along, it's a real great community, so the entire village comes to the folk nights. So much so that if one person from the village doesn't come, then it's kind of at the start, there's an explanation as to why that person, the person writes in and says why they don't come. So there was a great thing, it was like, and um, I'm afraid Albert won't be here tonight because he, he's um, listening to a BBC Radio 4 documentary about the Red Squirrel. <laughs> Chafka. Unless it's a Radio 4 programme Red Square. And then we're also, we're also down here next month. Uh, we're down to uh, Honiton. Do you know the Beehive in Honiton? We're there on the 19th of June as well. Well, we could do the whole calendar if you want. We could do. Yeah. 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 So we're, we're not going back to Bridgewater then. Oh, we are next, yeah, next April. April. Oh, next year, yeah. right. Anyway. Oh, you're going to be seeing a lot of us. Yeah, exactly. Right. So there's no point shouting more. We're coming back next month and I'm in the toilet. Right. Thank you very much for listening, my friends. We will be back with you next week where we should be playing you clips from our worst gig of the year. Last year it was Inverness in Scotland, but I certainly think we've got the winner for worst gig of 2015. I mean, yes, we've got a Christmas tour still to come. We've got 10 dates, but surely they can't be any worse. And if they are, God, I, I dread to think. Thank you very much for listening. Stay safe. Stay warm. Wrap up. And talking of wrapping up, that's exactly what we're doing right now. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.